Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Lauren, Sharpie, Steve, and Disney star, Rebecca Max. Welcome. Thank you. How's everything going on your end today? Uh, you know, it's, the world is a strange place right now, but things are going really well. It is. is weird, weird thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, it is very strange. And, and you're in a, a people industry, and we're in a people industry, and it's not very people friendly right now. Yeah, it's, people. yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to be kind of social animals and, and like, I, I'm used to a certain amount of downtime, like stretches of downtime are normal for me, but this is sort of pushing it. <laughs> a little is, overkill, right? Yeah. 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 A little much. <laughs> you missed the days of being crazy busy. Kinda. Yeah. Just a little bit busy. So Ooh. instead we're just crazy. Yeah, that's all we're left with. <laughs> so you play, I'm going to jump right into the Disney aspect, and you okay. play Jenna on Coop and Cammy, Ask the World. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about this. Tell us a lot about um, this. It, well, it's a, a Disney Channel show. We're in season two. We've got um, new episodes coming out all the time, and... Um, I have to do the plug and you can, oh, I have to get everything right. And you can find us on <laughs> Disney Plus and Disney Channel. I think that's all the places. Um, <laughs> so I play Jenna Rather, who is mom to Coop and Cammy, as well as their older sister, Charlotte, and younger brother, Ollie. And then there is Fred, who is the neighbor who lives next door, who's always over. So basically five children and me. <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, I play a single working mom who we find out in the pilot, um, dad passed away two years before and mom is ready to start dating again. And pretty quickly she starts dating the kids principal, principal Walker. So that, you know, introduces all kinds of shenanigans and, um, it's a really fun gig that I can't wait to get back to. Yeah. Our daughter is 10. As soon as I told her, she's like, I want to come down and watch. And I'm like, well, it's an audio. <laughs> it's, an audio <laughs> it's an audio show. So, so she's actually That's down here, uh, cutting an egg with a pair of scissors. For some, oh, uh, well, some tell reason. her I said hello. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So did you specifically seek this role out because of its Disney affiliation? I didn't. I got a, um, uh, you know, an email from my agent um, I guess this was probably in 2018 at this point saying, you know, they're working on this show. They want to see you for the mom. Is this something you're interested in? I said, sure. And, you know, I, um, I audition for lots of things all the time and have gotten used to sort of not expecting much to come of them. So, uh, they, they were in the sort of early audition stage. Um, and so they brought me in a little later when they'd narrow things down a little bit. And I, I mean, I, Went in once, they called and said they want to see you again. I went back and I booked it like it was really um meant to be kind of kind of quick and easy in a way that it's not supposed to be. And I, you know, and it wasn't something I you know, most of the work that I have done has been on cable, on grittier, more grown-up themed shows. And so when this came up, I was like, there's no way. They're going to look at my resume and say, there's no way we're going to put this woman on a Disney show. <laughs> so this was Just stepping out of your box. Children this is... will find when they Google her. Um, but they didn't seem to mind. And so it happened really kind of quickly and easily and, and kind of out of left field because it was not along the lines of the kind of work that I had been doing. So it's been a really pleasant surprise. I so I tend to ask, oh, oh go ahead. 
Lauren, say, Lauren go your, ahead. I was just going to say, I love your character on the show. Um, you, your character does things that I do to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, so you're, you're can, in New Jersey, right? Yep. I can hear it in your, I can hear it in your voice. It makes me Sorry. happy. No, no, I love it. I love it. But when, I mean, even the episode, even your dance moves, when you were oh, like yeah. messing with, with uh, Coop, I was dying. I'm like, oh my God, that is totally something I would do to my kids. <laughs> I, it cracked me up that they decided that Jenna is a dancer. They make me do embarrassing dancing whenever they can find an You're excuse. You're fabulous. Which is, thank you. Thank You're you fabulous. So I love it. I, I do not have kids. I have cats, but all of my friends tell me that, that, that Jenna is the kind of mom they can imagine me being if I were to have kids. <laughs> That's well, fantastic. it's, it's kind Which of I take as a compliment. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's, um, no bones parenting. It's caring yet putting them in their place, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's, it's important to me, first of all, you know, I want to play a character that I like. And so I don't want her to be treacly sweet and perfect all the time because that wouldn't be fun for me. And also, you know, when kids are watching a Disney channel show, their parents, kind of have to watch too and so i want there to be something in the show that the parents can laugh at or relate to so yeah i i really enjoy jenna and i can't believe some of the things they let me do (laughs) with her but (laughs) i love doing it i've gotten to call my kids devils and tell them that i'll end their lives and stuff that (laughs) is very relatable for parents but is not what i expect from a disney channel show which makes it fabulous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think there's... I tend to ask a lot of origin questions. And and I think what, what intrigued me so much about a lot of your bio is how young you started in theater and with acting. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about we, we have families that listen together. So we, we have young young kids in our in our listening audience. Uh, and, and I think everyone who ever visits a Disney park at some point in time will imagine themselves, even if for just a split second, playing one of those character roles or, or being on stage or being the yeah. star of the show. At what age did you really begin to identify your path forward in theater and and what did you as a young person do to take that step not only just listening to the to the, your your parents of course but yeah. also listening to your your acting coach or your directors at a young age yeah um it was pretty early for me i always attribute it and this is really true i attribute it to the muppet show you know i was i was a young kid when the original Muppet show was airing and it was like appointment television. We didn't have a VCR. We didn't see, so I sat down on our, our green carpet at seven 30 on Sunday nights to watch the Muppet show. And that was kind of my introduction to theater and watching them sort of run between backstage and on stage and, and seeing sort of the chaos behind the scenes and how they managed to put on a show that looked like everybody knew what they were doing. There was just something about it that really appealed to me. And my parents also um, are both classically trained singers. Um, it's sort of, the, it's always been kind of a hobby, a, uh, a hobby that they spend a lot of time on and are very good at. And um, so I also spent some time in theaters with them. They would have a concert and I would be sort of, you know, hanging out backstage in the dressing room, wandering around big old empty theaters while they were performing or rehearsing. And so I sort of got obsessed with theaters and, and the kind of people that hang out there and what they do there at a very early age. And um, because my parents were in the arts, they were very supportive. I took piano lessons and I did a lot of music in school and 
went to theater camps and was lucky to be in a school district that had a lot of great arts programs. So um, I just did stuff and, you know, I did all the school plays. I was always in choir. Um, I got involved in community theater. My mom tells me that I tried to convince her to let me like move to New York and audition for Broadway. And she said, no, I don't remember that, but. <laughs> but you're not, you're not ruling it out either. No. And I still <laughs> insist that she come with me to every audition and, you know, drug uh, me around and go get me food <laughs> like the kids' moms do. Um, but, but um, it was, it was an early decision and, um, and I committed to it hard, you know? Well. That, it's a, that's it's what amazing gets it done. to know that at such a young age too. Yeah. I, 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 on the one hand, it's a crazy thing to do with your life. And, and, you know, people spend a lot of years telling me as I do to young people now, if there's anything else you can imagine yourself doing, you should do that instead. Um, but I also appreciate how fortunate I am to have known what I wanted to do all along because, you know, I think we all know people who, who don't know what they want to do. And that's, that's hard in its own way. So at least I knew what I was going to drive myself crazy doing for the rest of my life. I want to point <laughs> out in the with, college admissions and recruitment environment. And what advice would you have for parents in helping their child uh, kind of find their path in that regard, even if it is kind of scary? Uh, a lot of parents are hesitant to allow their kids to pursue careers in the arts because of the the whole yeah. scene of the starving artist. But what what advice would you give to parents uh, as they help their their young, young children or teenagers prepare mm -hmm. for that career journey that you, that you've really so courageously taken. I mean, I would say, look, we all know telling your kid they're not allowed to do something is the quickest way to get them to do it. So mm -hmm. that's probably not going to get you anywhere. I would say most of the people that I went to college with are doing something else now. Most of the, most of my friends are not doing what they majored in, in college. Um, that's, that's normal. You know, my friends who majored in English, you know, yeah. or history or so. So I wouldn't worry so much. I know my parents did about like your kid's going to major in drama or they want to do they, you know, they're super focused on theater in college. It's okay. You, they're going to learn communication skills, interpretation, independent thinking, you know, taking direction, um, all kinds of skills that are applicable to all kinds of careers. The, like I said, the people that I went to, to theater school with are doing a whole bunch of different things very successfully. Um, and so I would just try and give parents permission to calm down a little bit about it. I know it's scary for your kid to say they want to be an actor. Um, they might turn out to be an actor. They might turn out to be something else, but it's, it's going to be okay. That's awesome advice. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that advice. And it's true. Yeah. I'm not in the field that I yeah. studied in college and I've gone in different directions, but you mm -hmm. do get something out of college beyond that specific career education. You get life skill. And I think that's important. Yeah, Me right. too. I'm doing something different. Right. And I do, I do think that, you know, you're probably going to get a worse result out of forcing your kid to do, do something they don't want to do. And a lot of resentment. Exactly. You're going to get resentment and rebellion. And like, if they're excited about going to college, be excited about that. Agreed. You're, you're, you know. you're truly one of the most authentic actresses I've, I've seen, even though like whenever you think about your role on, on the Disney channel, 
the authenticity that you bring to that role. You've you've already spoken some some about that, but you want to be relatable to parents, but you also want to be entertaining to kids. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that parents today need most is they need to know that it's okay to not be a perfect parent in every moment of every day. Yeah. And you yeah. really, you bring that to life in such a way that is not only, it really does hit home for parents, but it's also entertaining for the kids and and that tremendous work in doing that. Fabulous. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to be thought of as an authentic actor. I don't know that I have a choice. I'm just sort of doing what comes naturally to me. Um, if, you know, if, if what they wanted was, uh, a character who was a perfect mom who got things right all the time, I don't think they would have cast me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that very well. <laughs> so, And good luck filling that role. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm sure I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> thought of when they said they're casting a mom on the Disney channel, I was like, oh, they're not going to want me. They're going to want someone who looks perfect and, you know, says perfect things all the time and whose hair is always perfect. And and I'm thrilled that they didn't. I'm thrilled to have been wrong. But I don't play those kinds of characters. It wouldn't work. So I'm glad <laughs> that people like what I do end up playing. I, th- I think it's a good, good chemistry, good pick. So it works. Yeah. I did yeah. want to point out, you mentioned the Muppets. I am a big Muppet fan. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think I mean, most if we of our family. Get into Muppet nerd, nerdy Muppet <laughs> trivia, I might do well. Okay, we can work on some. Steve would be good at creating the Muppet nerd trivia, oh, so we could do that. But uh, I did want to point out when Disney had its inaugural sailing for the fantasy, I got to interview Pepe. <gasps> I did. Wow. That's right. Wow. He hugged me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Pepe. We, we, uh, last, we last year, um, to D23, they sent the cast of Coop and Cammy to D23, which is like the big, you know, talk Disney nerds. It's a big Disney nerd convention. Yep. yep. And, um, I found out that Kermit was going to be there on the same day that we were going to be there. And I emailed our sort of contacts at the studio and I was like, you never have to send me to another premiere again. I will never ask you for anything again. I just want to meet and greet with Kermit. Yeah, and so I they, understand. They obliged, and I got to have a conversation with Kermit in a little conference room in the in the conference center, and I have a picture with him. And it was like it was it was mind blowing. Oh, I love that. That is pure yeah, magic. I'm, I'm green with envy, and it's not. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> did we mention? Did we mention his bad puns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Kermit would appreciate that one. He's probably heard it before, but I think he would appreciate it. So I have a question for you. Okay. You grew up in Freehold, right? Mm-hmm. Now, did you stay through Freehold until you graduated high school? Yeah. My parents were in the same house. Yeah. Always. Nice. Still in Freehold. Um, yeah. All the way through. I've. That's the only house I ever lived in in New Jersey. Nice. Very yeah. nice. I love Freehold. It's one of my, I, I'm there all the time because I live in Jackson. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's changed a lot. It's gotten it's gotten sort of fancier than when I well, lived there. Yeah. Although I think you also, you know, like when I lived there, obviously I didn't think of it as a small town. And now that I live in LA and go back, I go, oh my God, it's, it's a so town. it's so tiny. It's yeah. so quaint. But um, you know, it's, so I think part of it is it's changed a lot and part of it is that I've changed a lot. Right. Yeah. And I mean, did you love growing up in New Jersey? Are you a Jersey girl through and through? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I couldn't, there's nothing I could do about it. Like even, you know, <laughs> I can relate to that. One of the jokes we make is I love growing up in New Jersey and then I left, you know, everybody right. leaves, but yeah, I'm um, on my way out too. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Jersey people in LA. We meet them all the time. My husband is from New Jersey. We met out here. Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But, but you know, people, people identify me as being from the East coast or from New Jersey pretty quickly upon meeting me. So, well, I have to say watching you on the show before even knowing you were from New Jersey. Yeah. You reminded me of somebody from New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, when they and were not like, in a bad oh, way, no, but <laughs> why would I think in a bad way? <laughs> they, the, the, you know, the, the show is set in Minnesota in a town that they made up. Um, North Plains, Minnesota. And I was like, the one thing I might not be able to do for you is act like someone who's from Minnesota. We're just going to have to give Jenna a backstory that she like relocated from the East coast or something, because I can't really get rid of <laughs> you that. You can't come down New Jersey. There's no way to do no, it. <laughs> no. So from New Jersey, uh, you went to college in Pittsburgh. Yes. So how long were you in, in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, just the four years that I was in college, Pittsburgh is very cold. It's wonderful. Pittsburgh has also gotten very fancy since I was there. Um, but it's, uh, it's very cold. And so I think part of the reason I ended up moving to LA right after college was that I was done being snowed on. Uh, yes. Um, I, we're about an hour and a half South of Pittsburgh. So I can, yeah. I can fully relate to that. Yeah. Like all of the weather systems sort of, it's the three rivers and the mountains and whatever, <laughs> geographic magic all the weather systems sort of settle in dump everything they have on top of pittsburgh and then move on yeah uh, so dual lake effect <laughs> yeah it's a wonderful wonderful city that i don't get back to often enough um it's like unrecognizable to me now compared to what it was like when i was there but um yeah pittsburgh is pittsburgh is great and lots of great culture and theater and obviously museums. And like, I, th I don't think people realize what a great art city Pittsburgh is. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot to see, a lot to do. Uh, we're, we're Carnegie. Uh, we have a, our family has a Carnegie membership. So it's where we go as often as possible. So yeah. what, what attracted you to Carnegie Mellon? Oh, well, when I was in eighth grade, I, uh, I, announced to my parents that I wanted to go to an acting conservatory for college. And I would go to the, our local public library. And I embarked on this big research project to identify the best acting schools. And I, it was a whole thing. This was like pre-internet, you know, I was looking in all of the really? Kaplan's books and all the rankings oh, yeah. and ratings. And, and I came home and announced to my parents that I was going to go to Carnegie Mellon. And I think they were so excited that I was excited about going to college and to a good college they, um, they took me to campus. And so I visited campus in eighth grade. I met with then the head of the, uh, drama. I don't remember what his title was, but his name is Don Marinelli. He was there when I went to college there. He's a legend on campus. And, um, and I was like, I'm coming here, whether you let me in or not. So you should just, <laughs> you should probably just let me in. And, uh, when, yeah, when the, time came to apply for schools. I applied to a few others just to be sort of, you know, make everybody happy and make it seem like I wanted to go other places, but I was pretty diehard Carnegie. So it is a good thing that they let me in. And, um, I, I, yeah, I decided early 
That's awesome that you that really eighth grade. I mean, yeah. that's you're very yeah, decisive. That, that's that's three years before most people even start their search. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was. I think I just wanted to like drive home the point to my parents that like you you have four years to get used to the idea, but this is what is happening. I'm really serious about this. I will take it seriously. I will go to a you know a school that's hard to get into. And, like I will. <laughs> make a real effort, but like, this is what's happening. And, um, I think with conservatories, they're so specific and so intense that, um, it's a little bit luck of the draw, whether you end up in the right one for you. Uh, and I fortunately did, I really, Carnegie was the right place for me. So what was your favorite role that you played as a teenager in high, in high school or community theater? Um, in high school, we did, this is crazy. It cracks me up that we did this. I think I was either a junior or a senior. We did the lion in winter and I was Eleanor of Aquitaine, which Catherine Hepburn played in the movie. Yeah? No joke. <laughs> this is a real acting role. And I did it in high school. Wow. And, um, like, I, I mean, I think I was aware that it was a little over and above, what high schools tend to do when I was doing it. But in hindsight, it's just hilarious. Like we were doing roles that Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn did on film in wow. high school. That was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Lauren has two daughters in college right now and they are, they're pursuing their dreams uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in the art, the art and animation world. Yep. Wow. And are you terrified? No, I'm not. I'm excited for them. Good. Good. I think they're where they need to be mm -hmm. and hopefully yeah. it works out. <laughs> well, and I feel like, you know, when the whole, not to get bummer and, and too real world, world about things, but when, you know, the economy changed back in the early two thousands um, and a lot of my friends who had done the responsible thing and like gotten corporate jobs that were not what they were passionate about and then lost those jobs and had to figure out what to do instead. And I was sort of like, I kind of feel like I did that early. Like, I'm glad I pursued the scary, dangerous, unstable thing that I wanted to do because it turns out everybody's career is scary and dangerous and unstable. And so you may as well be doing something that you love because if you're, you know, fighting like crazy to keep a job that you don't even like, that's, that's a, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's, that's, especially in, in our, in our current economic climate, that's terrific advice. If you, if, if it doesn't scare you, probably not what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one good thing that's come out of it is my, my husband and I both had one of those moments around that time of like, well, you know, if we're going to be scrounging and scraping and driving ourselves crazy, trying to find a job, at least it should be a job doing something that we care about. Well, don't they say that if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? They do say that. I don't think that's true. I work many days <laughs> in my life. <laughs> So but wait, it does I, help. It I does have a help. question for you about you and your husband. Uh huh. So I read that you guys actually got married at a zoo. I really want to know about that. <laughs> we did. We got married at the Santa Barbara Zoo. Um, when we got engaged and I started looking at all the places you could get married, I was like, I don't want to get married at a at a hotel. I don't want to get married at a winery. I don't want to go. I knew a whole bunch of things I didn't want to do, which was pretty much all of the places that normal people get married. So. Um, we were left looking for sort of alternative wedding sites. And I saw, I, I'll never forget. I saw this picture. It was a bride and groom smiling, looking very happy. And in between them was a giraffe. 
<laughs> smiling and looking happy. And I was like, now you're speaking my language. That's what I want to do. And, um, and they, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was like perfect and everything we wanted. We, I, when we went to see the place, the woman who was showing us around, I was like, I have one very important question. And she said, you cannot have a penguin ring bearer. And I was like, how did you know that's what I was going to ask? <laughs> and she said, everybody wants a penguin ring bearer. You don't realize how loud they are, how badly they smell and how badly behaved they are. They are. And I was like, okay, I will take your word for it. <laughs> but you that's wouldn't fantastic. have to rent a tux though. I mean, oh. that's what everybody thinks. That's, that's what awesome. everybody thinks, but it turns out they're very yeah. unpleasant to be around. Yeah, but they're so cute, though. I know. They're so so were you cute. married, like, around a specific animal area? We, no. We, we were close to the giraffes because, of course, I wanted my own giraffe picture. And so, like, before everybody arrived and stuff, we did some pictures with the giraffes. Uh, and they were pretty nearby. But we there was, like, a there's a lovely kind of, like, palm tree garden where we had the ceremony and then a big lawn kind of on a hill where you have the mountains behind you and the ocean in front of you like a very southern california beautiful location we had we kept the that santa barbara zoo has a little train that runs you know that takes you around to see all the animals and we kept the train running during the cocktail hour so everybody could get on the train and see all the animals like it was awesome it was really love that we just had our anniversary and several people commented and said it's still my favorite wedding i've ever been to which is so unique great compliment yeah i I feel like we blew it steve yeah (laughs) we missed the opportunity (laughs) i know we gotta do it again all right, so yeah. I have a it's question. Never too late to go wild, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I have a question back to uh, the Coop and Cammy show. Mm-hmm. So, how are the kids to work with on that show? They they seem like they're they're really great. They are really great. I'm very lucky. I you know the kids, not so much with the kids but you never know what you're going to get with the parents and the parents are there as much as the kids are there. And I, you know, we've all heard crazy stories, but, um, the kids are all great. Their parents are all great. We have a really good cast. I've been, I was just texting with Paxton's mom, Paxton who plays Ollie. Like we, we've all been in communication through all of this and checking in on each other and, and trading social media messages with each other. Like, they're really lovely. We laugh a lot. They were when, when we had our first table read for the pilot, they didn't know who had been cast as the mom. And when I walked in, they all cheered because I guess they were hoping it was me, which is a very sweet way to, you know, Aww. walk into a new job. And um, <laughs> and I got all the kids I wanted. Cause you know, when you do the final round of auditioning, they sort of bring in a few different people for each role and kind of pair you up. And so um, I had my preferences and I got all my preferences. So um, they're really, they're really wonderful. They're so sophisticated. They seem I've like re- it. Yeah. And I've like, when we started their kids, they didn't, most of them didn't have a ton of acting experience. Olivia Sanabia, who plays Charlotte had been on another series and, and they'd all done little things here and there, but it was their first big show with the exception of Olivia and Albert. Um, who'd been on several other shows. And so like they kind of had to develop instincts and and we did a lot of talking about kind of basic acting techniques, how not to laugh in a scene and and what to do with your head when the camera's in a certain position and just sort of stuff like that. But 
but as we've moved through season two, like they have really developed their own instincts and learned about themselves as actors. And it's been really sort of wonderful to be there to watch them do that. And grow with it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think Fred is so funny. Yep. <laughs> yep. You just want to pet him. You're like, oh, <laughs> you kind of want to just keep Fred. He's adorable. I don't think Jenna wants to keep Fred. <laughs> well, no, that's her fifth mouth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yes, he's, he's like, as a character, he's, he's hilarious. Well, I think this has been fantastic. I, I wish we had more things that we could go on and discuss. <laughs> Me too. I, yeah. We'll have to have you back. Yes. I, it would be my pleasure. All right. Well, you've got lots of things behind you. You've got lots of things ahead of you. Um, you know, we see your face everywhere. <laughs> so um, we do look forward to the opportunity to uh, have you on again. And that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions, send those to us at comments at noschat.net. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Rebecca for joining us. Do you want to give a quick plug My to anything? Pledge. Thank you guys so much for having me. Let's do that Disney Channel plug one more time. Oh, yeah. So you can watch Hoop and Cammy Ask the World on Disney Plus or on Disney Channel. Um, check local listings. That's what I'm going to say. Check local listings. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. <laughs> <laughs>